Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. All right, we're back here with our man Matt George, Locked on Kings podcast, ABC 10. Matt, the All-Star announcements are just about an hour away. Uh, of course, the show will begin at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. They'll talk for far too long, and then they'll make the announcements. I feel like we're all gearing up to be angry, and I don't, I'm not sure. What, where are you leaning with these uh, All-Star announcements coming up here uh, in about an hour? Yeah, I feel like we're getting one. And I think I think De'Aaron's on the outs. I think DeMontis Sabonis mm. is an absolute lock. I think Sabonis has to be a lock. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to fall victim to the legacy spots. Like, it's Steph Curry. As mm-hmm. long as Steph Curry exists and is in the league, I think Steph Curry just gets a legacy spot. I don't think anybody's really going to blame Steph Curry for how wrong things are going in Golden State necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think if the Kings, like the excuse that everybody's going to be able to lean on is, well, last year the Kings got in because they were in third. This year they're in fifth, even though the records are, are the same. I think that's going to weigh into a lot of decisions. Uh, and and it's just difficult in the West as a guard to make it in. Um, I don't think De'Aaron's recent comments to the Sacramento Bay, it's probably too little too late anyway, but I don't think they influence the decision at all. And I have no issue with De'Aaron's comments about not caring about whether he's an all-star or not. Uh, my expectation, it's been for a while really, uh, is that it's going to be DeMontis Sabonis that's named and De'Aaron Fox is on the outs. I won't be too mad about it, uh, even though I think De'Aaron deserves to definitely be there. And he's moved in many ways statistically over last season. That being said, if DeMontis Sabonis doesn't get in, then you're going to have a pissed off Matt George because Domas continues to put up numbers that, I mean, historically, wilt. only the best have been able to. Yeah, wilt, wilt. Only the best have been able to do. But apparently, that doesn't matter because I guess only Wilt, Cham- Ch- wilt Chamberlain only did good things in the playoffs. Apparently, and, and Demontis Sabonis can only do good things in the playoffs before he gets respect. Well, you're gonna be pissed off, Matt. Just my thought. You think Domas isn't gonna make it? I Who think are they they're putting gonna, in I over think they're gonna lead. I think they're gonna lean towards De'Aaron. I think they're gonna pick a king, and I think they're gonna lean towards De'Aaron. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think that would be. I think that would be the wrong decision. Not that it's a Domas is better than De'Aaron argument, but just based off of the numbers that Domas is putting up, the significance of the Domas's numbers, and the fact that the Sacramento Kings are still a good team, or a really good team, I think it. I think it deserves Domas deserves to be there. I think Absolutely. both of them deserve to be there, but I think Domas deserves to be there maybe a little bit more just because of the history that he's putting himself in and the conversation that he's putting himself in. I know I'm not I'm not here to argue against any of that. I just I don't feel like he's going to have the support of the coaches and the people who are making the votes. And I think they're going to do something stupid like put Rudy Gobert in there. Which I, speaks I, to I really but that are. speaks to a bigger problem, Casey. That speaks to the problem that I'm talking about is people judge DeMontis Sabonis differently from every other center in the league. 
that could do or cannot do what he does. I mean, people talk about Bam Adebayo better than DeMontis Sabonis. Why? Because Bam Adebayo is a great defender, one of the best best defensive big men in the league. But I put out a tweet the other night listing the numbers that DeMontis Sabonis has put up against the best centers in the league this year. He's cooked Rudy. He's cooked AD. He's cooked. uh, He he played well. I shouldn't say he cooked Jokic. He didn't play against Embiid because Embiid was out the one time the Kings played the 76ers. He cooked Rudy twice. He, with the exception of last night and the second Minnesota Timberwolves game, he's won every time he's played the other top-tier centers in the league this season. And yet people talk about him like he does not belong in that conversation. They use empty calories in the Bay Area. They call him empty numbers everywhere else. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why Domas has talked about and looked at the way he is when in other, I don't know if it's other play. If Anthony Davis were putting up the numbers that he's putting up, if Chet Holmgren were putting up the numbers oh. that he would be putting up, if Victor Wimbanyama was putting up the numbers that he was putting up, it would we worship it as the greatest we've ever seen. And look at what this player is doing. Look at what this big man is doing. Only Nikola Jokic can do it. But because it's Demontis Sabonis and it doesn't fit their two narratives of one playoff series and the Tyrese Halliburton trade, so many people will continue to undermine it. Crazy you're part right, you're is- not wrong. Didn't Jokic just win his title last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess we pick and deep. I guess we pick and choose when we bitch about what somebody does in the postseason. Yeah. I, guess, I, don't, I guess I don't that's know because they exists. bitched about Giannis, mm-hmm. but they didn't bitch about Jokic. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Jokic for the Jokic was about. For Jokic, it was all about, look at these numbers that this big man is putting up. And, of course, Jokic's numbers are better than DeMontis Sabonis. They are. But Sabonis is the closest to Jokic that anybody has ever come, and Jokic is being touted already as the greatest statistical center of all time. Hmm. Not to mention, Jokic's passing is an absolute elite skill that people worship. DeMontis Sabonis' passing is, well, he touches the ball every time down the floor, so of course he has that many assists. DeMontis Sabonis is ripped for not being a scoring first center, but he gets his teammates involved. Nikola Jokic has to be a scoring first center on that team. DeMontis Sabonis does not have to for the Sacramento Kings to be successful because De'Aaron Fox is here, plus Keegan Murray's here, and the guys on the perimeter that they have. Like, circumstances are different, but the numbers suggest that Domas is amongst the elite big men, not this just this season, the elite big men of all time. And he could be held out in an all-star game because... Why? So, Matt, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're hip to this. We had Will Z look up the last time anyone had put up numbers like Domas and missed the All-Star game. And here's what Will found out. Uh, I looked up who hasn't made an All-Star game with at least 19 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists. And Wilt is the only player who's ever done it. <laughs> so we couldn't find anyone who's missed it because <laughs> no one's ever done it before besides Will Chamberlain. It's crazy, man. <laughs> He didn't specify, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wilt made the All-Star team that year. Yeah. Could be wrong. Wilt, yeah, it's up in Wilt the air. was probably the All-Star team that year. That's probably true. Him and I don't get it. Scooter I just do not understand why people talk about Sabonis the way that they do. And, oh, yeah. and it forces me to go on the other side of obnoxiousness and make him sound like the greatest gift at basketball, mm. which, of course, he's not. He's a really, 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 really good player. He's a top 15 player in the league positional I think puts him in that conversation but whatever positions are important you have to have bigs you can't just have 15 guards and wings you have to have big men is he as good as Jokic and Embiid no they are in the S tier of centers 
The next tier down is DeMontis Sabonis by himself. Mm. And then there's mm. AD and Bam and Chet and the other tall guys that you want to fall in love with because maybe they score the ball a little bit better. But they don't put up the numbers uh, that DeMontis Sabonis does, and they don't win when they play DeMontis Sabonis. That It'll be nice. awkward when Anthony Davis makes it and they get the shot of him sitting on the bench looking the, pissed off at Darvin Ham in his nicest by the way, outfit. Lakers Celtics here on ESPN 1320 after the show. I had no idea. Yeah, boss told me to say that. That's great. Yeah, no, Lakers versus Celtics. You won't – LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you're not getting them. But, yeah, no, turn we up, got you. Turn up the on-court mic so you can hear someone cussing at Darvin Ham the entire time. Well, that probably won't be that hard. Shout out Legends. We'll have it. Yeah. We'll have it. Yeah, no, but you guys are both right. I mean, this is this is ridiculous that he's not going to be an all-star. He, he, he well, we don't think he's going to be an all-star. Well, I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I don't think he's going to be an all-star or be selected we, to the team originally. He may find his way on there. He mm, may find his way as, as yeah. a replacement. But the initial selection of the reserves, I don't think he's going to make it. Which teams deserve to have two all-stars? Which teams? The Timberwolves. Which is Gobert and... I put Cat before Gobert. Okay. Ant-Man, obviously. Ant-Man and... Well, Ant, Ant-Man yeah, and Ant's, like, Ant's a duh. Okay. And I'd say the... I'm not as sold on Clippers. that, by the way. That they should? I'm not as sold that they have to have two I, All-Stars no, just because I, I they agree. lead the... I hear you. Like, we're talking a, a, a half a game. You know, we're talking a minimal difference between Minnesota... Oklahoma City, L.A., and Denver. Mm. And just reeling those names off real quick, Matt, the Clippers are the easiest one, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City is the easiest one for one. Mm-hmm. It's it's Shea. Minnesota, okay, like, I'll listen, like, but I don't, I don't think they have to have two. Denver, I don't think Jamal Murray's having that type of year. Mm-hmm. Like no, he's been hurt half the time, too. Jokic. And Phoenix is getting two. I mean, Booker and... Yeah. Booker and uh, KD are KD. putting up damn near identical numbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. I real I really think what we are going to hear and what's going to be discussed and going to be harped on is when the Kings only have one, it's going to be there in fifth place. That's going to be what Phoenix are is hang in their sixth, hat on. and the Lakers yeah. are in eighth or something like. That. But the, the Lakers Phoenix are in Suns ninth. Are gonna, the Suns are going to be able to hang their hat on when our stars play together. We play really, really well. Golden and State's in twelfth. And they got hot at the right time. If the Golden State Warriors have more than one All Star, well, it's they a won't joke. have if that. The Los well, Angeles Lakers have, have if the Lakers have more than one All Star, it's it's a joke. They the Lakers are will. terrible. They're a bad basketball team. They probably the will. Lakers suck. They're bad, but it doesn't matter because they got these legacy All Stars. Which All Star game? Like we need to redefine what an All Star game is because you just want to have the same guys play. Every, I mean, the All Star game is already boring. Might as well have the same people in every damn year. Or are you going to reward the players that are playing like All Stars that particular season? Which is what the All Star Game is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, if, I, if that's the case, you have to put Domas in. I really hope we're mad for nothing. I do too. I, I hope just I'm don't dead think. Wrong. I just don't think we are. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen anything. Looking at you know people selections on TNT and you know and, and in inside the NBA or NBA Today, whatever it is, uh, I haven't seen anything that leads to any inkling for me, that people are going to respect what Domas has done and put him on the all-star team. Uh, quick thing here. Securing to Bagley, why did you change your name back? Go back to what you were before. Securing the beam is yeah, what Yeah, go back to that. But he asked, so what about those years when Boogie made it? Kings weren't good. Well, remember, 
DeMarcus was really good for a couple of years before they made it, before he made it. And then it kind of got to the point where his numbers are so out. Like, we can't keep keep he continuing was, to he uh, was keep him out of the, the All-Star be- game. Yeah. Sorry, D'Lo. He was literally the best center in the league for a, a mm-hmm. couple-year stretch. He was the best. He was what Nikola Jokic is now. Now, the numbers weren't as good, but understand, Nikola Jokic is the top of NBA centers. Mm-hmm. That's what Boogie was for a couple of seasons. No, his team did not win. But statistically, there was not a center on this planet that could touch Boogie early on or during those couple of years. And what we're also talking about in this situation compared to that situation, and maybe somebody would know better than I would, but we're not talking about Anthony Davis not being all-star caliber with the season. We're not – well, I am saying that about Rudy Gobert, but we're not saying that about Cat or anything like that. We're saying they shouldn't make it over – DeMontis Sabonis. Okay. DeMarcus right. Cousins, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Vin Baker was having a better year than him at the time. I don't know. Vin Baker's way before DeMarcus Cousins. But like, no one was but to Matt's point, no one was having a better year than DeMarcus. Exactly. Like he was he and was that, the one. And but they but but again, they held it against him for a couple of years mm-hmm. until it was like we can't keep doing this. Yeah. Like he should probably have at minimum two more all star games to his to his resume. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. Um, and he wasn't even a legacy. He fought his way in. Steph will ultimately be a legacy. I'd be – they're not keeping Steph Curry out of the All-Star. No, for sure. I, I, all the things that I've said about maybe, you know, he shouldn't be on there or whatever, that's just should, would, could. Like, they're definitely putting him on the, on the team. He's he's about as luck as anybody in the league, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Might be a little bit of a makeup too, because wasn't he hurt last year? He didn't play in the All Star game last year, if I remember correctly. He was out. Booker was out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember Booker if he did selected at all. I can't. I, Booker didn't get I, selected last year. I Who genuine, did? No, I think De'Aaron replaced Booker. I thought that's what I thought. I thought Book didn't get selected at all. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I thought maybe I could be I, wrong. I, I thought, I I thought De'Aaron wrong. replaced Booker, but. Um, that it's, it's inconsequential. I, I don't remember. I don't remember Steph being out, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Domas and De'Aaron for the all-star game. Can I pivot the conversation to something to lighten the mood and make us a little happier? Sure. Again, so we start. are mad for something that has not happened yet. We're predetermined mad, which is yes. a, a, an important thing. Always, always, always a good way to live life. Get mad before <laughs> anything actually happens to make you upset. It, it's healthy. It's healthy. Um, so I'm a I'm big on milestones and I wanted to celebrate something with you. Like I I I'm I take things that I like to to put like in frame and, and put things up. A sorry radio audience, this is not gonna work very well. But like I have my first ever newspaper article that I wrote in high school framed and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I love collecting milestones and, and moments throughout my career. And uh there's a milestone that happened last week and I actually wanted to share it with you guys. I haven't gotten it framed yet, but I just got the print today. So I just wanted to share this uh this smile. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. It is a I like that. It is a blow-up picture of <laughs> our brother Antonio Harvey and DeMontis Sabonis, our, our our man Antonio, right in front of uh Matt George's ABC ten camera. His four K uh ABC ten camera with a crystal when, clear shot of Antonio Harvey. When that's, I tell that's a classic. you that is an all timer. When I tell you I dropped the loudest F-bomb in an empty chase center at 10 p.m. when I opened up that that file or opened up that video to put it on social media <laughs> and I saw Tony step in front of my camera two different times, 
it echoed throughout the Chase Center. <laughs> that is just amazing. For social media, it's fantastic. And we can get a good laugh of that, out of it. It's really no big deal. But I imagine when you're cutting clips for your News 10, your ABC 10 broadcast. <laughs> he made the he made the air. I well, covered it as best I could. I did everything I could possibly do. And I was like, he he's just going to make the air. Well, so ABC 10's Antonio it. Harvey. <laughs> That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Um, real quick, just because I was I was curious, uh, Fox replaced Dame Lillard. Okay, book didn't so make Devin, it at all. so book didn't make it at all. Okay, that's right. I think he he had an argument though to to make it. I thought he he had missed a bunch of games. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Like book had missed a bunch of yeah. games leading into then. And when he played though, like he was he was killing like last year. He was an all star caliber player. He just didn't play a lot of games. Mm. I'm glad you looked that up because it was. It was it was weighing on my head. Um, well, what did you think of last night? Um, I was less off last night than I was after the Memphis. So win. I'll ask you about that. You were one of the people who were really upset about the way the Kings won the Memphis. Um, yeah. So to 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 be clear, you, you you've been very busy the last couple of days. You may not. I we didn't care. <laughs> Go win the game. Like pretty. This isn't the BCS. This isn't the college football playoff. There's no science involved in this. Go get a dub. You had a different perspective. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand that perspective completely. And ultimately, like the the one universal statement that reigns over everything that I'm about to say is you'd much rather take ugly wins than pretty losses. And in, in so many years past, the Kings lose that game almost every single time. They deserve to lose that game, to be completely honest, for how they played. But I watched that entire game, and I was disgusted not by the fact that the Kings were struggling to beat a Memphis Grizzlies team that was missing 11 guys. Because One thing I expected from that game was that all eight of those Grizzlies players, especially the ones who were two-way guys and and like that Matthew Hunt guy who'd never played a game, an NBA game before and all these people, like I knew they were going to play hard. This is their first and maybe only opportunity to get extended NBA minutes. Didn't matter who they were playing, they were going to play hard and they could play without fear. So what the Grizzlies did and who the Grizzlies fielded, the roster they fielded, really had nothing to do with my frustrations. My frustrations had everything to do with the Sacramento Kings knowing full well that this is a game that they probably needed to get because of the the remainder of this road trip. This is a Kings team who's been trying to turn things around, who's been trying to enjoy good vibes, who gets up and plays hard in a shootout against the Warriors, who gets up and plays hard uh, in the whatever win was after that. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. And then they take the floor against the Memphis Grizzlies and they turn the ball over 19 times. And what really pissed me off, and I love Malik Monk. Like I just love that man. I love watching him. I love the chaos that he brings. I think he's way more often than not great for this Kings team. He is in a funk right now. And there is a moment in the fourth quarter where the Sacramento Kings were down two. They hadn't even uh, uh, passed 90 points yet. They already had like 16 or 17 turnovers on the night. They were down two in the fourth quarter to a shorthanded Grizzlies team, and shorthanded is putting it nicely. And Monk tries this behind the back, between the legs, dribble and pass, and nearly turns the ball over. He actually didn't turn the ball over that time. He somehow scrambled and managed to reclaim possession. And that, to me, that moment was a was the example or told the story of I thought how the Sacramento Kings approached that game with the exception of the DeMontis Sabonis who put up big numbers as he usually does and, and fought hard and battled hard and Sabonis said it best after the game the way the Kings performed was unacceptable and that's how I felt 
the mistakes that the Kings were making, the flashiness, the arrogance of which they played with, how disconnected they were, how lazy they were with passes, the self-inflicted wounds that they suffered in that game to me was completely unacceptable. And I thought back to how the most pissed off we saw Mike Brown last season was win after the New York Knicks Mm -hmm. victory. When he watched the Kings play and he took the podium after that game, we were all happy because the Kings just beat the Knicks on national television in Sacramento. We're like, this is awesome. He takes the podium and basically says, that wasn't good enough. That's not okay. That is not going to fly. That's how I felt about the other night. Like just the way the Sacramento Kings played, it had nothing to do with Memphis and everything to do with the Kings. I just felt that even though they got the victory and good on them for doing that, that's what good teams do. They found a way to win that game. But throughout that game, I didn't think they took it seriously enough. And they just continued to make self-inflicted mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. And I just thought it was unacceptable from that team. And we should hold that team to a higher standard than, well, they got the win. We can forget everything else. It happens. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. <laughs> that's, that's just my thought. Those things happen. And I, I'm not even saying anything you're saying is wrong, Matt. Like, yeah, you, you, you would want to see them play better than what they did in Memphis. But... Um, you know, it's, it's not a video game. These, these are human beings. Sometimes you have nights where you're just not there mentally. Um, and- yes, but that's happened a lot this season, though. That's the problem. We've been questioning that about this team a lot this season, and it's not getting better. Maybe the blowout losses are getting better, but the mental mistakes have been a consistent issue with this team all all season long. Sorry to cut you off. Casey. No, that, that's, but that's fine. what you're saying isn't wrong there either, but – I don't know the the Memphis game to get upset with that one. I wasn't getting upset with that. I, I'll take the I'll take the win in that situation. That's also n- nobody ever likes to say it, but that's also a, a hard game to get up for sometimes because you're playing a bunch of G leaguers and 
and it's, the the focus may not be there. You you we they're thinking just like we're probably thinking. Walk on the floor and beat these guys. See, I hate that. I hate that and because that when Draymond Green said that and mentioned the Sacramento Kings is one of the teams that 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 are tough to get up for a handful of seasons ago. We were all outraged and we hated that idea. We hated that mindset. Plus, it pissed us off that he called out the Sacramento Kings as well. Also, of those Draymond, teams. sorry, who you talk about getting up for somebody? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. I, like I don't think one if the Sacramento Kings are thinking and feeling that way. I understand they're human beings, Kenny, and I understand it's you probably are more excited to play a divisional game against the Warriors or than you are. Uh, Monday night against the Memphis Grizzlies that are shorthanded. I get the human nature of that, but I expect this team, more importantly, I expect that coaching staff to be able to correct that and overcome that. And 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 to me, the Kings have not earned the right to have that mindset. They have not. They've been a one-year playoff team and a first-round playoff exit. They have not earned the right to not take someone or not get up to play somebody. That to me is not a valid excuse. That's a dismissal. That's brushing something under the rung rug that is a problem. Do I think the Kings aren't going to get up to play a playoff game when it all is said and done? No, it's a, it's really a moot point at that at, at that moment. But I look at every opportunity during this regular season that the Kings can take to improve and put themselves in the position to maximize what they can do and put themselves uh, make as deep of a playoff run as possible and trying to build these championship tendencies that Mike Brown has talked a lot about. That is completely counterproductive. The I I didn't I couldn't get up to play the Memphis Grizzlies on a Monday night because I just wasn't feeling it. That, That's counterproductive. Well, that two things. Number one, the Thunder lost to the Pistons like two days ago, and so like these things, and they haven't won a damn thing, regardless right. of how good people. So these things happen. And number two, the thing I'm saying is not necessarily like ah we don't care about this game. It's just there's it's weird to explain. Sometimes you're like, all right, they're in the locker room. Hey, let's go out and blow these guys out. Let's let's take care of business early. Let's hey get up. Don't sleep on these guys because they're, they're saying that, but it's just something sometimes that you just your your mind and your your physical don't connect all the time. I'm saying that they were playing the game like it was a pickup game. Yeah. You could see it. That's why they were throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah. That's why you had that play with De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes in the fourth quarter. And even in the middle of it, in the middle of the game, they might probably be in the huddle like, hey, come on, let's pick this up. Let's pick it up. Well, and they go out there and they're, sometimes you see, try but that's the thing. don't happen. They did. That's what we were talking about. I, it, 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 Matt and I understand like your frustrations over that. They had a terrible first quarter. Mm-hmm. But they took care of business the other three. Like yes. I mean, I guess, I guess we we have this mindset that they should have beat that team by thirty, and I guess if you feel like they should have, they should have. But after the first quarter, it was just a regular basketball game. But it was a regular basketball game where they continued to turn the ball over a ridiculous no. amount of times over the course. Of the I don't game. question and those that self-inflicted wounds. That's what I'm more I mad. I had no, like beat the Grizzlies by one, beat them by twenty does not matter. The Kings are absolutely a better team that can't be questioned, and I'm glad the final score eventually did reflect that. But it was how the Sacramento Kings played and how lackadaisical they played through all four quarters. That was what frustrated me. Because maybe some guys woke up. Sabonis certainly woke up. But then Monk was doing that silly stuff in the fourth quarter. And the Kings were still struggling to take care of the basketball in what ended up being a close game. They What I loved about that game that ended on a positive D-low. I loved that they held, I think they held Memphis scoreless over the final like three minutes and some yep. change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. You slammed the door on them. Good. Like that, that made me feel better about the way you ended it. And to be honest, I, 
I realized pretty quickly after putting that podcast episode out that the vast majority of people agree with how you guys are approaching it and disagree with me. And I could be overreacting to one performance, but watching that game through, I was frustrated the same way. I think Mike was probably frustrated watching that Knicks game back. It just was not Kings basketball. And that's, that was what got under my skin. So two things, I would have preferred a better follow-up to that game last night. Um, yes, yes, and yes, yes. Two, we have a trade. It what? doesn't involve the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we have a trade from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Memphis Grizzlies are trading Steven Adams, who I don't think has played this season, Mm-mm. to the Houston Rockets for Victor Oladipo. Who knew? <laughs> Expiring deal. And three second-round picks. (laughs) Um, The only thing that says to me is, boy, the Memphis Grizzlies might be headed in a certain direction. Yeah, as they they probably should be. Steven Adams was very, very important to that team. And and clearly they're of the belief he's not going to be able to help them moving forward. They're they're in a very weird uh, position, of course. I I don't know if Steven Adams is scheduled. I can't remember what Steven Adams' injury was. We haven't seen that brother play basketball in so long. Um, because he missed you know the large chunk of the end of last year. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot Victor Oladipo was on the Rockets. I did. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's just such a tough. God, he was once so great. Story, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there. I guess I guess trade season is underway. The first trade has been made. Well, okay, so I, I promise you guys, this is not a. a I'm just we're we're just talking. We're just we're just talking. This is not a a report. This is not a chatty house situation there's <laughs> kind of vetting this guy you're not bit. reading the lakers tweet are you the guy he's not just a hack he's not a hack but but I, i'm not i'm not saying it's gonna happen all right he's not a hack though all right he's not this he's a, he's a, he's a, he's some guy at the tv station have you seen his 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 history no he was the only one with Kawhi to the clippers <laughs> no and, he wasn't well, that reported it. Okay. Nobody was saying it. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying he's the only one that knew. Okay. I'm saying he's the. the everybody thought it was the Lakers, or he's going. Yes, back to you Toronto. know why? Okay, it's fine. Why? Because he's nobody. That's why he could say it. Okay. I said it on the air. You know why no one cared? Because I ain't nobody. I said it on the radio. I, I'm not saying he's the only one that knew. Okay. It. I'm just, I wouldn't look at no, you as but, a hack. But what I'm I saying, is I wouldn't say you're a no hack. No one I'd say. Can... I'd say you're. You got people that know some things. Uh, Go ahead, read the tweet. That. You read the he, tweet. He did the other thing. They asked him, and this was this is an obvious one to me, but he was the one that talked about he linked some Cavs trade at the deadline when LeBron was there as the Lakers doing LeBron a solid, and he was going to sign with the Lakers in the offseason. I don't know if this is going to happen, but this isn't this isn't uh, who was the the I don't remember his name, but the one tweeter that was like, I promise you, oh. Kawhi is oh. with the Lakers, or I'm getting rid of Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I this remember that guy. This isn't him. And this guy doesn't just, like, tweet all the time. Like, he's got another stuff of his TV report on KTLA. Like, he's not – doesn't seem like he's trying to come out here and break news. But basically he says that the Lakers uh, – he's hearing that the Lakers are exploring trading LeBron in AD. I think – I don't think that happens at all. And if it did, that would be crazy. Palenka would be – Polinka would have to be fired. You don't trade LeBron James. You fire Darvin Ham before you trade LeBron James. One hundred percent. That's ridiculous. One hundred. And LeBron I'm I don't, I'm not ridiculous. even trying to get Darvin Ham fired, but that should that wouldn't even answer my thought. My my first thought would be you guys figure it out and you guys all play on the same team together. Trading LeBron, 
No. Hell no. I got nothing on that. Like, it's, I don't, that's ridiculous. They're not trading LeBron James. I don't think they are either. Hey, but salute to, was it KTX? What is it? KTLA? <laughs> KTLA reporter David Pigalore. Salute, Mr. Pigalore. <laughs> Get your stuff off. Um, we didn't transition to Miami yet. Um, I said at the end of your frustration about the Memphis game, I was fine with it because I had hoped for a better follow-up against Miami. Unfortunately, that follow-up didn't really – I was pre- I, I don't want to say I was prepared for the Kings to lose, mm-hmm. but we talked about it yesterday. I, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I thought the Heat were going to come out on f- fire, and they didn't. And there was a point where, you know, once the Kings made that run in the second quarter, it was like, okay, they've settled down. The Kings are in a really good spot unless the Heat turn it up in the second half. Heat didn't turn it up. The Kings never got into a flow again, and it felt like it just felt like a bad basketball game for Sacramento, and that's why they lost rather than a desperate Miami Heat team that needed to turn things around that were in a you know historic spiral for Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I first thing that jumped off the page to me again, sticking with the theme of the Memphis Grizzlies game, the Kings turned the ball over five times in the first quarter. Their yeah. first play was a De'Aaron Fox turnover. I was like, oh my God, are we doing this again? Mm. And it was four, at least four out of the five, maybe all five of them were self-inflicted errors and all five of them were by Kings guards. None of them were by Domas who took until like the like six or seven minute mark or something of the second quarter to finally score. Like Domas had just a rough start to this game with nothing was nothing was really dropping for him. That being said, he still finished with a triple double and outplayed Bam Adebayo. Nothing else new there. But like, I mean, Jimmy Butler played really, really well. Richardson had a red hot night from three point range. And here's the Sacramento Kings again, who as I thought they did a lot of really good things defensively throughout that game. They had a lot of really good defensive moments, but none of it matters if your strength is not there. And the Kings' strength is offensively. You're going to struggle to win basketball games if De'Aaron Fox is shooting. Poor. You're just going to. And and there's a, actually a number that Will Z and I found in a Locked on Kings podcast that's coming later today that reflects that a little bit. But I'll get to that when I talk about Keegan Murray here in a second. Because Keegan had a sensational first half. Was the only player... Kevin Herter scored, I think, 11 of his 14 points in the first half. So Kevin had a good start to this game, too. Keegan was the only person with a pulse offensively for Sacramento for most of that game. He's the only reason why the Kings weren't down 20 to 30 in that first half. He scores 21 points in the first half, finishes with 33, with six of those points scored in the final, like, two minutes of the game off of back-to-back pointers when the Kings were trying to make a run there at the end. I think I noted, like, in the fourth quarter, Keegan had only taken, like, five or six shots in the second half after shooting like 11 of 14 in the first half. This is not the first time this has happened. The most prominent time was game five of the playoffs when Keegan scored like 12 or 14 points in the first quarter and barely touched the ball for the rest of the game. And it's happened two or three times this season where Keegan is the hot hand and the Kings, whether they're trying to get everybody else involved or not, they go away from him. I think it's partially on Keegan to say, give me the freaking ball. I'm the only one scoring right now. I think it's also on De'Aaron Fox and Demonte Sabonis and Mike Brown to go, let's draw up some sets and get this man open. I do not understand. Now, also credit to the Heat. Defensively, the Heat made good defensive adjustments. But I think this speaks to a larger problem, guys, and this is what Will Z and I discovered today. My, uh, De'Aaron Fox has 20 
five games this season where he has taken 20 or more field goal attempts, Mm. right? And that makes complete sense. Fox is the guy. He's going to shoot more often than not. He is the absolute offensive engine of this Kings team, at least scoring-wise. Makes complete sense. The next closest guy is a four-way tie between Sabonis, Keegan, Barnes, and Monk with two each. The Kings are so reliant on De'Aaron Fox and the volume of shots that he takes that offensively, if he's having nights like he does last night, even if the Kings are playing good defense, they struggle to win basketball games because there is no excuse for not getting Keegan Murray 20 shots last night. There is no excuse for not getting Sabonis 20 shots on a night where he's feasting in the paint or not getting Malik Monk 20 shots on a night where he's, uh, he's getting going. I think this speaks to maybe a bigger problem with Sacramento's offense. We know how prolific they can be, and they love to share the basketball, and I love that. But when you have a hot hand that's not just De'Aaron Fox, feed that hot hand. And I don't think Sacramento takes enough advantage of that when they're having a Keegan Murray game like they did last night. Yeah, I think one of the issues with the Kings is, and we talked about it earlier, Damon, is they just don't have uh, enough guys that can create their own shot. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's... In situations like that, where we still should be able to find a way to get two more shots for Keegan Murray, I'm not disputing that. But in situations like that, Keegan, a lot of the time, seems seems so reliant on the offense or the aggressiveness of Fox and people drawing and kicking and things of that nature, where they need Keegan or somebody else to be able to just give him the ball at the top of the key or give it to him on the wing, and you go create, get your own shot uh, off the bounce. And that's that's what this team is lacking if De'Aaron Fox or and most times or if Malik Monk aren't the ones doing it. They don't really have another guy who can do that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree completely. And that's an area of, of Keegan's game that still needs to get better is his ability as an ISO scorer. That being said, when Harrison was hot the other night in Golden State, I mean, back to back 30 point games. And, and I love what Harrison did. And Dilo, you said something earlier that I 100% agree with. I would much rather take a night like last night where Harrison is two or three of 11 or 12, like he was, than one of two or two of three or three of four. I, I, or whoever said that. Yeah. I think it was Dilo who said well, that. Well, I said it. I was, yeah, I was repeating both. Casey. Both. Yeah. Either way, I love you're 100% right because at least Harrison is involved. And also, Harrison, I think, grabbed like five or six rebounds last night. When Harrison is involved shooting, getting some touches and shooting the basketball, he does more on other ends of the floor. You can say the same thing about Kevin Herter. I love that the Kings share the ball as much as they do. But when Harrison was hot in that that Golden State Warriors game, they gave they they made every opportunity to get him the basketball. They went three straight possessions of Harrison in the post, the same spot on the floor in the fourth quarter, and he scored two out of those three times. They went to him three straight times. They em- emphasize get him the ball because he is hot. With the exception of when Keegan was raining down threes in the Golden One Center and putting up almost 50 points, like that is the only time that I've seen the Kings that I can remember off the top of my head see the Kings go, Keegan is hot, get him the ball every time down the floor. I just think they go away from it a little bit too much with Keegan. And even when Kevin Herter has been hot and going back to last season, when Kevin Herter was having his moments and having his games, it was a DHO every other time up the floor for him. Why aren't you doing the same thing with Keegan in that second half? It's just things that I don't necessarily understand. And I don't know if it's a Keegan problem, a Kings problem, or all of the above. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.